Hello and welcome. This is a different kind of playing favorites. I'm Paul. And I'm Justin. Hello, Justin. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Doing all right. How are you? I feel like we've all been better. <laughs> um, you know, we we really wanted to do this episode, which is un, un, unusual for us. And maybe, Paul, you can add to what I'm about to say. It, you know, I know... Um, there's been a lot of going a lot going around or going on around everywhere as far as some really bad stuff i guess mm-hmm. and you know we you know i know we have a lot of international listeners i know um people around the world are probably understanding what's happening over where we are we we're from new york state um you know we, uh, we me and paul live more upstate not near the city but it's been sort of a challenge kind of seeing what's going on in our country right now. We just, we felt like we needed to say something and talk about it. Uh, you know, there's a last three or four months have been shit. Yeah. We, we What we really want to say is help. <laughs> You're listening. Help. Uh, yeah, Justin, it's been, it's been a, it's been a crazy few months really since the middle of March when, um, the pandemic reached, uh, really reached us. Uh, pretty amazing. By the way, good on you, New Zealand, for, uh, I guess, clearing it out and pretty uh, much like, uh, good on them. Yeah. Good on them. No, it's, yeah. I'm going to move to the Shire. Let's, let's go. Yeah, we all are. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, granted, yeah, it's a different size country than some of the other ones, but yeah, they, they, what I read with them, you know, to kind of start there is they just started early. And they, yeah. they were, you know, they preemptively try to fight this thing, and got out of it sooner than most. Um, yep. And that's, I think, you know, one of the things that I think we both kind of are maybe started off angry. Maybe we, I wasn't sure where this would start or lead, but let's start with that. I mean, well, I was furious, and I think we 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 were all kind of furious because uh, little did we know that the. Um, the, the kind of things like the government programs that are that were there that were put into place and then expanded upon to like mitigate and, and hopefully prevent a pandemic from reaching our our shores were uh, taken down by the current administration and defunded and gutted out um, almost I mean like it's almost Shakespearean in its irony you know like the thing that you remove and you get rid of and you cut is the thing that bites you in the ass. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think like many of us, we were initially just like, it was hard to deal with anger, the anger of that and and kind of like, uh, okay, well, we're all in this together. So we got to, we got to follow what rules are, are out there. We got to keep, keep away from each other. And I mean, I teach at a college, so we, our semester ended in right in the middle, like right at spring break. They first extended it by a week, and then they were like, we're not coming back. And we haven't, I mean, I haven't been back to campus since then, since March 14th. And, I mean, I think that it was around the same time you stopped working, or you started working at home, right? Like around Yeah, the they, time. well, I mean, we, we didn't March. have to rush out of it because of the industry we were in. I mean, we were in a office building that wasn't closing because mm-hmm. it was sort of a, there were other medical facilities in that office building. But they were like, we had a meeting. We're like, oh, you know, we're we're just going to try to preemptively try to deal with this, you know, mm-hmm. 
there's a possibility we might have just you know get up and leave because of like someone got tested or what have you. And then I think that was like a Friday where you know things started to close. Like I think uh, my our, our kids, my kid, my daughter was in kindergarten, and she was already out of school for a few days. And then I I was like, okay, well maybe it's gonna happen like a few weeks later. But it just it escalated so fast, and it's like it's it's crazy because I saw it coming. Because I mean I was you know. You know, I've, I have friends I speak to that are international that dealt yeah. with a, with a toilet shortage, toilet the toilet paper shortage way before we did, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I kind of saw it coming, but I still was blindsided by it. That's the yeah. crazy yeah, part. It's like, it's like, I mean, I don't know if it's just, you know, because nothing like that happened before. I just felt maybe we, we, should, we, we could have been more prepared. Maybe we were more prepared. I'm just like, I don't know. I was really surprised. And how much it affected us, and then I, I was, I went to, I went, I, they just like went to work, you know, went, went out, went home for the weekend after we had that meeting of like we could, this could happen anytime. And then Monday, we we're like, yep, we're doing it now. I'm like, geez, really that quick, huh? And I've been working yeah. home since, and you know, it, in, in the grand scheme of things, for me personally, it hasn't really affected me. If anything, it's made life different. Maybe better is better in some sense, as far as my personal life, you know, sure. because yeah. you know, working from home, seeing my kids more, it's just been kind of. A, and my my industry that I'm in is has been so much more security than that because I sell webinar software. You know, yeah, your <laughs> your business grew exponentially <laughs> over like overnight. I mean, there was but challenges no, I, too. I mean, it's like customer service. It's like we got swamped because honestly, I mean, this is kind of a inside thing. Is like just a webinar general couldn't support it. Like, I mean, I mean, just just my company alone. I'm not going to plug it here. That's not what this is for. And it, you know, it increased sixty percent. And it's like it just the servers and stuff just weren't ready for that demand. So there's like yeah. where you know before that nothing. You know it's like we would have no customer service issues really. Everyone was like, yeah, it works. Sometimes it's glitchy. Yeah, it's cool. It's fine. It's okay. We'll just reschedule it for like a month later. It's no biggie. You know it's <laughs> like because no one really needed it, right? It was just sort of like a a thing. An option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were some clients we had that would use a lot. I mean, they understood it, at least they were preemptively. But like you know, it's. But yeah, it's it's been kind of crazy, you know. And I I admit that when that whole thing first started, I'm like, okay, you know, it's just us just have to stay with each other for a little bit. It can't be that bad. And I kind of put my hand my head in the sand a little bit. And I I mean that's sort of what I've been doing for the past few years. Just kind of I wouldn't say staying in a vacuum, but I just got so frustrated with the the the, the government and politics and all that stupid stuff that I just didn't want to look at it. Cause it's just like, what am I gonna yeah. do? It's like. I really, I, I I agree. Like since since 2016, it was just like I, I felt like a since that election, I, I I felt like with myself, like I I took a big step back too because I I was just frustrated and confused and all sorts of emotions about about the about the whole situation. And I mean, I I think we can fairly say at this point that the um, the experiment with having a uh, reality TV star as uh, the president of the country has been uh, pretty much a failed experiment. Yeah. I think we're ready to move on. Yeah. I think we're ready to move on, Justin. Yeah, I hope we um, are. <laughs> it's, it's, getting, it's getting into, uh, it's, it's just gone into such gross areas that it makes me just like, disgusted to hear the kinds of things that people say. And I mean, 
like like you were saying like about when the coronavirus or COVID-19 like first hit our shores and we were all kind of forced inside and like away from each other and like you know family units kind of forced together I agree like I I we kind of felt that way too like this is nice like we're we get to spend more time with each other we're we're hanging out like outside a lot more we're getting a lot of like good exercise like there was some positives to it um I was still working uh Kristen had actually started a job and she started a job in this whole process but she works in healthcare so they needed her and we we both have talked about how like fortunate we are that we were able to you know kind of stay afloat in this and there are plenty of people that are not able to and that's like really what is frightening and, and really upsetting is just you know we've we've gotten a government stimulus check uh $1200 per per adult that's it it's happened once and I mean, the, the beginning of the month has come and gone. But the, a lot of people didn't pay their rent or their mortgage. But at the same, the, the same token, is like you got these people that, that can't go to work, like, you know, restaurant workers that are getting mm -hmm. the the relief fund, which has been a struggle to get into. But, you know, like, Amber just got it because she couldn't work anymore. And, you know, that's getting, like, my brother got it, you know, because he had to close his cafe. And it, he's making more money than he ever has. Just off some people, fund. some people, but I mean, I, I will say that uh, corporations, like big corporations, still are making like money hand over fist off of this. Yeah, you know, they're, they've they've gotten a lot from the government, and we've basically gotten pennies on the dollar to what they've uh, what they've gotten. That's a whole other rigmarole of 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 problems, and that would be a big enough problem enough to discuss. And yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on coronavirus because I think that's. But I mean, like, that's what's kind of like set the stage for what's happening now because this, like, the the protests people have been seeing. Um, it's it's just this outpouring of emotion, right? Like, people are just they're frustrated. It it it, it is what happened to George Floyd is not the first time that that's happened where a police officer has killed an unarmed black person. It's not the first time. And what's really frustrating about it is we hear about it and then the cop ends up going free or they get like a tiny slap on the wrist or they, they resign and then they move to another police department. Or they go on paid um, leave. Yeah. You know, paid leave. <laughs> So I made a, a good comparison to my wife earlier, uh, well, like yesterday, um, watching like two years ago, like a couple years ago, John Oliver did on Last Week Tonight, a whole segment on police accountability. And if you haven't seen it, it's it's really sharp. They've got great comedy writers on that show, but their research team is like second yeah. to none. Like they've got a one? great research team, but they were... Um, talking about what they call gypsy cops basically cops who are under investigation for excessive force for basically homicide in some cases that are just moved around from different like precinct to precinct they called them gypsy cops and i was like that's what they did with the catholic church isn't that what they did with the priests yeah the ones that were you know pedophiles they were like oh, we'll just move them to a different parish in a different state it'll be okay Yep. It's it's amazing. And that's I think what a lot of people are 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 just asking for. They want justice, they want equality, but most of all, they want accountability. You can't have yeah, somebody well, who's doing I mean, the, a job and and doing a, a shitty job of it and, here, and then say like, well, 
there's the, some bad apples. The, the big, the biggest thing I think too, and it's like you know, I, I, we both, both of us, you know, we, we went to high school in a, in a, I would say a relatively equal, you know, as far as proportion of color goes, high school, right? Yeah, it was a one, one high school in our city, and it was a pretty. Our city is a city of immigrants and people of color. Yeah. And a lot of white people, too. Yeah. A lot of yeah. different kinds. I always used to say, like, 40% of black, white, and then the rest is just every other nation you can think of. Um, yeah. yeah. But it, it, you know, it's like I don't understand this this weird portrayal of, you know, the, the, the black, you know, the aggressive black man. You know, if if we would, I don't understand. I mean, obviously, it came from history, and it came from you know where this country came from. It just never got fixed. It never got resolved. It's always something. It's it always gets shoved under the rug, and like a, a different problem is kind of focused instead. And it's always been answered by cops and police and in criminal in criminalizing those things, right? Isn't that yeah? And and like I don't understand why it, it hasn't been fixed yet. Because I remember when we were young, you think you think what twenty years ago when they talk about Rodney King. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. wh- how come this is still happening from that? It's like it ha- it's almost like it's gotten worse. It's like well, it, I, I don't know if it's gotten worse. I feel like it's just being filmed more. It's actually true, being true. put yeah. on camera more because Rodney King was so huge, and I, I mean, like we were we were young, but we all knew what was going on, like mm-hmm. the race riots in L.A. over over the un like the the beating of Rodney King, like. Like I'm not saying that Rodney King was like some saint, but nobody should be treated like that. Nobody, no, no. There's no, there's no part of our criminal justice system that allows that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was videotaped. It was like a VHS camcorder. Somebody videotaped it, and it, it, it felt like it was the first time in the country we all got a good look at what that is, like what yeah. racial profiling is, what. Uh, targeting a specific community looks like on film and i feel like technology has only like pushed us more into facing it yeah so this is not necessarily a terrible thing that we're addressing this because we need to it's not like the civil rights movement solved everything that you you posted something hilarious about history books and it's so true especially american history books what was it it's like uh, oh, it's American history books. Uh, and uh, Abraham Lincoln he, solved it, he, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, everything was good. The civil rights movement. The civil rights movement. Malcolm X is too mean, but uh, so, but uh, MLK walked really, really far. <laughs> he took a long walk. But then the last racist he, killed him. <laughs> yes, the, the last racist killed him, and then and we don't know, we, we put don't him in jail, we, so we, we solved it. We don't mean to laugh at those horrible things that happen but you're it, it is very true it's like it's like everyone's response to this like defund police and black lives matter and there's been a i think a more outpouring support of this whole movement than i've ever seen before i mean that, at yeah. least from my perspective but at the same time they still have to throw these other things in. it's like it's like well martin luther king did this without without hurting anybody i'm like did you see what happened during that did you not and, were you did you not yeah. pay attention it's like, yeah, he marched and protested and he had a speech, but did you see what happened afterwards? Did you see what yeah. happened before that? Did you see how long it took for him to get to that point? They set dogs on them. For Christ's sakes, they set dogs on them. Like, you're talking about, like, 
you you can't just pick and choose your history and say like oh well he did it without any kind of violence um it's it's so much more than just like he was like i know that people have been throwing this quote around too and i don't mean to just throw quotes around but he said something along the lines of like rioting this kind of like outpour of violence is the language of the oppressed it's like when you have people that their voice hasn't been heard when they've tried peacefully when they've tried using the the system as it is and they're repeatedly denied a chance to fix it to 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 just have a just lead a decent life without being hounded like it's um in, in that john oliver video too the one from a couple years ago on police accountability he showed a video of a class that teaches young urban youth which is young black youth how to handle a run-in with the cops and they're doing things like repeat after me officer am i free to go officer am i free to go and like am i being detained am i being like how to address police it's a different way to save your life because it's 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 crazy that it's a joke it's a joke that it's been oh yeah go ahead go ahead it's okay you know it's crazy that 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 you know and you know it's obviously I've never lived this life, I, I nor nor have you, and, and I would never understand mm-hmm. it or never get. But I have a a lot of yep. uh, you know either co- colleagues or friends or or people that were black, and I I still will never understand what they what they have gone through or been through or yeah. how people look at them differently, you know, at a certain in a in a certain situation, you know, because it's just been kind of drilled into our uh, in our brain by either media or. Or, or movies, or just just the fact of just where our history comes from, with the fact that the, the, we were separate at one point, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. it's just sad that like you go out and you don't look at these cops as people that protect you. If you see a cop, you look at them as like, oh, well, you know, it's like it. They could be like they could be. Maybe they maybe they have a friend cop that they know is going to really kind of save their day. But like it's like most of them are just like, yeah, well. You know, I got to be careful. I got to be extra careful. And, you know, you get, it's like... like it's, oh, God, I, I can't imagine living like that. And you're I mean, right. I'm like, already, you I'm and scared. I will, we'll, I, we'll never... Yeah. I we'll never say. fully understand that. But the difference is, it's like, we're talking about this now. And we're we're kind of dedicating this episode to, to this. Because we we are striving to understand. And we still do. You you and I like we grew up in a very interesting time because I feel like our our education like our K through twelve education was really focused on multiculturalism mm-hmm. and really about like inclusion and exposing kids to different people and different ways of life and I I felt like even though I went to a predominantly white school there were still plenty of people of color and I mean like for like elementary school that they weren't strangers and I had. I had friends that were, you know, that were like they that they changed. No, they they are black. It's just that, that doesn't it, that doesn't necessarily make me understand it, their plight. Being yeah, friends with them, and here's the thing: and all, I'll never all, be able to know. I'll never be able to walk all, a mile all the black all the black that. friends I had in high school in high school. Um, you know that you know maybe we've been in our own ways. They were all different. They weren't this like kind of cookie cutter version of what people make them out to be. They are so different from each other. Like you would never have understood. Like, I mean, it's like, it's almost like it's so weird that they kind of get put in this whole little like section of what they're supposed to be. Right. But that's not how they all are. You know, I mean, if anything, they're not even a they, they're just another, they're just people just like us. They're just people. They're just people. They want 
to live their lives free of terror. Like, so I mean, I think that's my my biggest like the the thing that I've been harping on, and we've we've talked about this before since this really has started. For like months, I've had Facebook deleted off of just about everything. I don't go on there. I have like put on the armor and just like dove back into it to to do battle because I I am I am done letting like even passive racist comments, even just like you know ignorant comments that people agree with and nobody stands up to the person and tries to you know like set them straight or at least like offer them an idea of you know how they could see things differently i'm like no more no more i'm not shutting up any like i'm not shutting up again mm -hmm. because if we shut up like this is what happens we oh, get to a point where where white supremacists have a seat at the table when they should never have a fucking seat at the table sorry excuse my vulgarity probably we don't swear but, but um did you see have you seen the new john oliver video yet no just, I have not. It just came out a few it's days ago. Police. Yeah. Yeah. So that one really talks about like kind of the history of like where this came from and where how the police became who they are. But kind of segue into the problem there, right? Because the police mm -hmm. are just a problem. It, 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 it's kind of crazy. This has kind of been a new thing for me. This whole like defunding the police. Honestly, this whole movement has really kind of made me see this. I never really looked into it before. I never read about it. But I'm starting to truly understand this whole concept and how where police the, the the power of the police really came from was at when I, if you read the John Oliver if you watch the John Oliver video I highly recommend it it starts out it just kind of started with slavery the yeah. whole structure started there and how it just it's always been tweaked or gained more power because of certain things. So whether it be the civil rights movement to con to contain that and control that, or you know, after slavery is because they wanted to help. It's always to do with another problem that they're trying to put under the a uh, hide on the rug. Whether it be the housing, like too, not enough housing, or or like social issues, like you know, economic you know differences, or drugs, you know, with the war on drugs and all that stuff. So it's like. And then it's always the answer is more police, more police, more police, more police. It's always arm them the better, arm them more like a military, give them more equipment, give them more. Where I know some of it, and, and, and like this is the thing we don't want to paint like broad, like broad strokes the police as well, because I know that there are plenty of, I mean, I know cops, and I know that there are, there are plenty of them that are good that got into it for the right reasons because they wanted to make a difference in their neighborhoods, because they want to help people like that's why they wanted to do it and i i completely appreciate that but it's kind of this you know secret secret hush hush club you know mm -hmm. where if somebody is messed up messing up or is uh, i said this in in a post to somebody earlier this week or last week i was like if you know like the, when you work with people you know who's good at their job you know who needs improvement and you know who doesn't like their coworkers or who doesn't like what they do or like the people that they work with you work with people you understand the people that you work with what really upsets me is that in it seems like in policing and, and probably in other things like i'm sure it's the same in like fire and emts as well uh and probably even up to like doctors and surgeons and all that but like people that like kind of cover for each other and don't let accountability catch up to somebody if they make a mistake now, like, that's, like, the real thing that, 
that's the real thing that's got to change. The, the biggest, is... the biggest difference there, and this is what John Oliver goes over. And I don't, you know, obviously, I'm using him as my my resource here. <laughs> I've read other things too, um, but is that they the union, which unions generally are what are are you know promoted as a good thing to help people keep their jobs and so forth like that. But police unions, on the other hand, put so many clauses to make it hard to get rid of a bad cop. And that's yep. that was that's the biggest thing. And the difference between, you know, a union trying to fight for somebody that like, it, it that some, like fight for bathroom breaks and fight for yeah, you know, like what hour and fight for paternity so and maternity leave. You might do a strike at like Amazon. Okay, someone gives and gives their packages for a couple of days. Where the police say, well, we're not going to police then if you don't give us what we want. Yeah, that's a little petulant. It's yeah. a little like crying in the corner um but the point is that he gets across and the thing that i've been reading on is like you don't need the police to do so many different things it's like the police That's are true. called for everything it's like it's literally like, like your car insurance is mostly like your insurance company is who you need to call most of the time for these i mean that's the but, thing it's like it's like they're not yeah. saying get rid of the police you'll know, have them for some sort of protectiveness but you don't need them for every little thing it's like i remember seeing a speech of a cop saying it's like we don't need to be getting dogs up trees like why are we going why are we the one that's called if someone says 911 for a tree you know it's like there should be it should be kind of filtered differently there should be different tasks or roles you know it, it maybe it becomes like more than one department to handle different problems you know it's not it's not in like i think something i read once it's like you're dealing with homelessness using the police and use an example so people that are homeless and you're bringing you're sending a cop to deal with the homelessness problem so you're you're so criminal, what does the cop do? you're criminalizing one the homeless person who really mm -hmm. Did they do anything really that criminal? They lost their job. Okay, maybe they made bad choices in life. Who knows? But, like, the problem is they don't have anywhere to go. That's the problem. The police are just kicking them out and threatening them with violence. The police aren't fixing the problem. They're, they're just moving it out of our out of our view to create this Which sense kind of, of goes into this this whole idea of white privilege like right like we don't we just don't want to see it it's out of our view like yeah. we don't really we don't see it so therefore it doesn't exist like i if i if i had a nickel for every time somebody asked like well what is white privilege i don't know what that what, what that problem. means it's like that's the whole kind of the point mm -hmm. is that you don't see it. Mm -hmm. it that's what makes it kind of insidious is that we all are you know we all kind of benefit from it Mm -hmm. but at the expense of other people like that's the point like i heard somebody one lady um some one lady that was like explaining this a little bit it's like we like you white people have been playing monopoly for 400 years and now we just we get we get to start playing but guess what you have all this money still we don't have anything so we worked yeah. our way up but like it's like we it doesn't it, it's like we they had like the worst shot to like to get equal, you know it's like the worst worst handy like the worst we, we you know the, it's like that's white privilege in a nutshell. It's like we've already were way ahead. So yeah, okay, we'll give you rights, sure, but we already own all the companies. It doesn't really matter, right? What are you talking about? It's a fair marketplace, right? <laughs> Fair for everybody. It's a free for yeah, all. Yeah, and no, hey, and I'm not just going to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, Justin. I don't wear boots. Um, but... <laughs> I don't wear boots. <laughs> That's a good response to that. I like that. Um, but you know, and then much respect to any any black person that has 
pulled themselves on their bootstraps and got to where they needed to be. But really, should they have needed to work that hard? Really, should should, should have been that? It, it should have been fixed years ago. And it's crazy. I think even our upgrading, you know, even with Rodney King and things like that, even living in 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 Utica, I, it was hard for me to see these these issues. Because I mean, I guess it just felt like the norm to me being around like a mixed, you know, high school maybe a little bit more. And maybe I was blind. I didn't understand the differences, but. It's like we even had that in our own city, and I didn't even know. We're like we can we can we can um, pat our city on the back all we all we like about its multicultural nature, but there are very clearly defined places where certain peoples live. Yeah, you know there are like like that that hasn't changed, and it's it's not just where you know where white people or where black people live. It's also like where the next group of immigrants will move to. It's like East Utica, West Utica. This is the same kind of like cycle of, you know, it has more to do, I guess, I think with, with, with poverty than it does with, you know, like where you come from. But at the same time, even in our, even in our very multicultural city, we have, um, we still have enclaves. We still have places where, uh, certain people live and it's like i i think um i don't know if do you remember that uh do you remember the play a raisin in the sun we had to uh and now i'm, I'm blanking on um uh, by a it's a well it's based on the poem by a langston by langston hughes i forget the person who wrote the play though I don't remember. but it was about basically in the end like a black family like trying to get out of where they were living and move to like this nice not, not at like a gated community, but just like a nicer area, like kind of the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And like towards the end when they're like, I think in like the last scene, like there's a like welcome committee that comes and they're like, are you sure you want to live here? And it's like a white neighbor. And they're like, are you sure? Like, we'll pay you if you uh, choose to live someplace else. And they're <laughs> oh like, God. and they like laugh in the guy's face. They're like, yeah, right. They're like, no, no, no way. We are here and we deserve to be here. I, I I'll, I'll never forget that because it was like it doesn't matter. Um, it's just I don't know. Sometimes people, it's really easy, as you were saying before, to just color a whole group a certain way. Uh, we stereotype all the time because it's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy. It's a short. That's why we it's have. Like, li- that's why we have like, liberals and repo- liberals and conservatives. I mean, we we put them in buckets. We, yeah. we categorize yeah. things. We categorize music. We, categor- the libs. we categorize movies because it's like it's an easy thing. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you want? What are you in the mood for? Well, I'm moving to action. I want to watch comedy, and then it's crazy concept action comedy drama. Like you don't do that. You know, it's like it's talking it, about true lies. <laughs> I knew you try to bring Arnold into this, <laughs> but it, it's like why? It's like it, certain things you can organize and categorize and stuff, but it's like it, it's sad that you know we. You know, both of us, you know, thirty almost thirty-seven years in this in this in this in this globe, and when you're when we're young, it's like, oh yeah, things are gonna get better. Things are gonna be really good. Like we're we're, we're working towards equality and you know all this stuff. And then you know, honestly, you know, I kind of got excited because I'm just like, you know, they, they they you know you know all of a sudden you can have gay marriage, all this stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, we're going in the right direction. Things are changing, but then yeah. I kind of was blinded. By yeah, no, that that part didn't change. Yeah, that part just got angrier and angrier. Yeah, right. That part just got angrier and angrier and bided bided its time. 
And then you had a person like our president who just appealed to the lowest common denominator uh, to, to, to rally support. I, I know that a lot of people voted for him in, in the first place, not because of any, any of his policies, but because they just could not stand Hillary Clinton. Yep. And I kind of understand. I mean, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm, I've never really been a fan of hers. Um, but it's like, it, it seemed when people ask me, they're like, well, how can you vote for you? You don't like her. And I'm like, I, I, I would vote for someone who would try to fix the house, not someone who would burn the house down. And yeah. I feel like we're, we're witnessing the house being burned down. And maybe, maybe this is something that needs to happen. But I felt like, like you were saying, like we were, we were on a path and I feel like we were, we'll, we'll still be on that path because I mean, seeing the people pouring out into the streets and how this movement hasn't just like died down after a couple days, that, that gives me hope. I'm like, I'm legit proud of these people. I've gotten the chance to participate in a couple of these and it's really hard with children to do so, but no, you know, been, we do been... our best from the sidelines to cheer them on. And, no. you know, we, and, and besides that, like to also, um, try in our daily lives to like incorporate that into how we teach our children into um, what we you know like how we patronize businesses too like we can we can make this kind of difference we can move things in the right direction and we are and we will you're moving like, yourself you, around you, right now <laughs> I, I'm sorry because my, my computer is very hot and I'm trying to cool it off a little it's nearly 65 degrees okay um, but no, I just, I, 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 as much as this feels like dark and, and ominous, um, the fact that there are so many young people and people even like our age and, and older people, like people of all walks of life are out there supporting this, that gives me hope. Mm -hmm. That's like the, the, the silent majority is, is no longer silent. Well, before this whole and, thing even happened, uh, before the protesting, which honestly feels like it happened like two months ago, but it was literally what, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I was even saying with the coronavirus, it's like, wow, this is like, yeah, it sucks, but maybe there's good of this because the whole world is dealing with a problem at the same time. We all are, are dealing with the exact same problem. We're all cooped up and we're all bored and it's like, it's, it's scary out there. We can't, you know, whatever. So already the world kind of has this unification behind it, right? But then this happened, and I've already, you know, not only our own protests, but there's there's been protests across the whole country on this whole thing. I mean, whole world, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's everyone crazy. is, I mean, that's the thing that's really crazy, drives me crazy about this whole thing, is like, we're so, there's so much technology in this world. I talk with people internationally all the time. Why can't, why can't we all do that? Why? What is this whole, like, this country, this country, this country, this country? I mean, yeah, that's idealistic thinking. I get it. I know. You know, but it's like, I don't understand why we can't all just, like, figure this out together. I mean, like, maybe that's kumbaya on this, but... Uh, no, no, dude. No, I don't, I don't, I, I agree with you. I think that's, that's futurism. I, I, I remember when I was teaching a history course, I'd ask this towards the end when we get up to the present day. I'd say, like, could you imagine a day where there wouldn't be nations, where it'd be something else? Um, like something beyond nations, beyond like borders, like this is our land, that's yours. Mm -hmm. Like something beyond that. I mean, and, and we do have glimmers of it. Like the whole idea of like the European Union, even um, like like this 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 idea of like lowering these restrictions between borders and like that borders 
are a lot more permeable and and flexible than people want to like believe. Even with the coronavirus, and, like we had to create a region of states to kind of help, like you know, communicate together about it, right? Like just mm-hmm. just to do like you know, I think on, in New York City, like they were talking to Massachusetts and all that stuff there. I mean, even so much as talking to maybe like Canada across the way, like there's been more communication. Like, I mean, I think there was a lot of international, I think, I think one of our governor's uh, calls to decide whether New York open was an international resource, you know, to kind of understand whether or not should we reopen? Did these things look right? Do they make sense? So there, I mean, yeah, maybe there's always been sort of like, you know, companies do international stuff all the time, but just seems like countries don't. And I understand it's like, it's just kind of like the way this world grew up and it's like hard to break that. And I just, you know, I don't understand why it's like going to Canada is going to another country. I feel like they're just, they're just other, they're just people, you know, it's just, yeah. you're just going across the road, you know, it's. Well, it's... Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm going to bring in, uh, I'm going to bring something into the conversation. I think you'll appreciate um, but thinking about this idea of like, like a world without, without like borders, without like nations, you know, that seems like a kind of a pipe dream, but that was kind of like, that's kind of the part of like Star Trek lore that I find the most fascinating. You knew it, you knew I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring I mean, it up. I was going to bring it up earlier. I love reading the Wikipedia for like the Star Trek, like the formation of the Federation, this whole idea of like, at a certain point, like that's where humanity will go. Like we'll eventually, for lack of a better word, evolve beyond these things, these restrictions that divide people and move towards something that actually works to unify them. But the only way you can do that is if you do it equitably, if you do it, if you do it saying that each person's life, each person uh, is as valuable as the others. And right now we're, we're in that, we're in the throes of people saying, no, and us mm-hmm. saying, yeah, it kind of is. And like, we're fighting it right yeah. now. We are. We're, we're in the midst of that. So, you know, I mean, I guess because, I mean, we don't. It's, it, the one thing that I want to kind of, you know, say is like, you know, if you really, truly feel it passionately about all this stuff that we do, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, all that lovely stuff. Go protest. Most of them are peaceful, regardless of what the media even says to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I could go protest. It just feel like it's hard, hard for me to get out there. Um, so you've actually been to some of the protests, you said? Well, they've been on two of the streets adjacent to our own, so it wasn't too hard. And the oh, first okay. one, we were there on accident because we were riding bikes. My <laughs> son and I was pulling the my our one-year-old in a trailer, and I could see them coming down, uh, coming down the road. And I was like, hey! I'm like, let's... And, and like I had to briefly, very briefly, kind of explain what was going on to my okay. son, and and not like you know, I mean, he's four, so I, I mean, I gave him kind of the gist. I was like, some like I was trying to explain to him more like what a protest is and what these people are trying to do, and yeah. why it's important and why we should be, you know, why we should support them because this yeah. is part of our process. Like this is people that say like, well, there's a right way to protest and a wrong way to protest. That's what protesting is. It's never right. Yeah. It's always well, it's meant to disrupt things. Like yeah. that's the whole point. If you if you but if you're protesting in anyway, your cl- if you're protesting, we, we stumbled upon one basically, and yeah. we, we cheered, we chanted. It was fun. No, I remember because we we sombering. The 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 violent protests hit me close to home, and it happened you know mm-hmm. a mile from my house, and 
it wasn't even a, I don't even think it was a protest. I think it's just people taking advantage of the protest. But yeah, I almost really wanted to drive by there the next day with my kids and almost show it to them and just say, hey, like, like you know, this this is this is going on right now. I want you to understand it. Like, I don't want to hide these things from them. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but then yeah. it's like a fine line, right? It's like, I don't want to, we didn't end up bringing them there. I just, I've been showing our my oldest, because I mean, the other one's three. I don't think she even would even comprehend what's going on. Um, but she's been seeing some of the marching and some of the things on my phone. And I try to mm-hmm. explain what racism is and what the problem. And, you know, it's it's crazy how the kids just so, so easily can just kind of understand it. It's like, well, yeah, that's bad. The cops should have done that. You know, yep. it's like. Yeah, it's that. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. Yeah, I mean, kids, I will. I will. Kids, just... I, I got to share like a resource oh, with you though, too. Just, just quickly. Um, uh, actually, our my son's preschool teacher shared it with us, and I thought it was really, really good. Um, it's a you can find it on YouTube. The author reading his own book. It's called A Children's Book About Racism. Hmm. Um, and it's it's a very short book, but it really just gets to the heart of it about like what racism is and what it's based on, especially in this country. And it it addresses it in a way that kids can understand it and understand why it's an ugly thing. And, you know, why it's something that's unacceptable. If we're going to live in a free and just society, we can't have that. Mm -hmm. So um, I would recommend it. You can find it on YouTube. Just, it's just called a children's book about racism. Okay. Gotcha. I highly recommend. It's noted. I'm putting it down in my. I don't have a pen. Um, Author reads it. It's pretty funny though. It's nope. a, it's a good book. Good, cool. Um, but yeah, so I just um, I wish I could protest with them. That's what I was kind of getting at though. Initially, I know we get in tangents. That's, yeah. who, that's who we are, right? Uh, but you know, if you f- truly feel like you need to do something, you know, go if you can donate, go donate to any of these. You know, there's it's so easy to find a donation place. I don't, you know, I'm not going to hear putting things on the screen or anything like that. I, you know, I, I know I found there was, a, I, I don't know if you knew about this. I shared it on uh, a few of my things, but there is a bunch of YouTubers that are, are putting their, all their ad revenue to these places for you. So all you have to do is just kind of watch an hour long video and there's like 50 ads. So you just let it go. Oh, nice. And then all the yeah, ad revenue. Yep. And then you could just say, okay, now this is, it actually gives you instructions. It's like, if you want to keep giving us more, you, this is what you do to reset your browser. So it keeps giving us more ads and you just keep putting it on oh, replay. Wow. Um, so there's, there's a video on that. Um, you know, there's, there's so many ways to support these people. And honestly, like you said it in the beginning, just, just speak out, stop being, stop being so like, you know, reserved. Don't be afraid of confrontation. I don't care if you fight with your uncle, your aunt. The problem is that when you when you're on social media, it always comes off wrong. You just have to be a little bit more to the. You have to explain yourself more. If you if you want to have a conversation and you don't agree with somebody, just try to really your best to explain it. Explain what you think. Don't just say, "Well, it's because of this." Period. You know, it's and like most, and really like the most important thing. Like right now, everybody should be listening. Listening, listening, yep. listening, listening to the voices of the people that are out there in the streets and why they're there. That I feel like is 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 just as important. Like we want to, you and I are kind of like we're already there. We drink the Kool Aid of this, you know. We're we're, sure. we're like we're like this is ridiculous. Of course, this needs to change. But for those of for those people that and and it's not like we're immune to it either. We should always, you know, we should keep listening to each other. It's not like we were trying to shut people out of the conversation but um 
I'm sorry. There, there actually no. There are a couple a couple uh, groups that do need to be shut out. I'm going to say the Nazis. I thought Indiana Jones took care of them, but apparently <laughs> we have to we have to just double down and make sure that these people, the, the people that think this way, we got to find a, a way for them to heal because I, I feel like a lot of these people are hurting inside in some way, and that's and it comes out in this in this form of hatred. Um, because any, anytime I hear about like, or see like somebody like expressing such like a, like a vile opinion, I'm like, 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 where does that even come from? I'm like, who wronged you? Like what, what's going on in here and here that, that. Yeah, I don't. You can't get past that to 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 see another person as a human being. Like, here's the thing. Like, I I don't even. I can't. I get. I get angry about a lot of the things that's going on right now. This is probably the angriest I've ever gotten. But it's like I don't ever get to the point where I want to like hurt someone or, you know, you know, just. I mean, yeah, I've had like things where I maybe wanted to yell loud, but like never like to the point of like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna beat that person up or I'm gonna, you know, threat. You know, it's like I get, but you know. I don't understand that desire, and, and I understand the conversation right now is police brutality. We already touched on that. It's they're trained to do those things, and that's where that aggression court it comes comes from. You know, it's it, it, it's it's stemmed to handle a situation with violence. The good cops don't. The good cops that's use true. words, but the problem is these good cops don't stop the bad ones. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe some do. But you know, but it's it's all it's all a really crazy cycle. But I really, the good thing I want to say is that because of this whole unity, the coronavirus, honestly, no one working. I think it's really helped make this protest really speak out louder than it ever has. Because yeah. that's really the thing I think that slows people down is that they get caught up in their own lives, their own work, their own things, mm-hmm. and you have like a bunch of people that aren't working and have the ability to just go out there because of the pandemic we're already in. And I think it's going to make things happen. It's already happening. I mean, you know, Minneapolis, where this all started, already, you know, is supposedly reforming their police and dismantling it. So it's like... Yeah, they're disbanding disbanding their police and moving to a public safety model, which is really interesting. I I really want to see what that... what that'll shake out to be, but it sounds like it's more just like kind of like I think shedding a lot of what you were saying before about like shedding a lot of those jobs that police do and focusing on like providing um, exactly what that sounds like public safety. I mean, think about like a, um, like on a college campus. That's what we would call. Like, I remember like where, where I went to school, that's what you called the, the, the policemen or like whoever they weren't police officers. They were, you know, public safety officers. Mm-hmm. There were certain things that they could do, but other things you have to take care of yourself. Like you lock your keys in your car. Public safety is not going to help you with that. You, you you better, you know, call a mechanic, mm-hmm. you know, or call somebody, you know, call AAA. Yeah. Like, I mean, cop, um, cops shouldn't be in the schools. Like they shouldn't, they shouldn't have to be in there. We had cops at our school. But like yeah. that's not did, a... that, did that really solve the problem? Did that really solve? <laughs> I, any of I mean, the, I, any of the I had a coach that was a cop. He, he was a good guy. In... He was a good guy, but <sighs> maybe he should be doing a different thing. Like I don't know. Like it's just it's it's a tough conversation. This whole thing, everything is. It's a hard conversation, but that's the thing. That the only way to move forward is we need we need to have that conversation and not avoid it. And a lot of people yeah. try to avoid it because they don't want to change it. It's like well. You know, it's hard. It's hard to change hard. things. It's hard to change. It's things. hard to change things. It's hard to stay motivated about things and, and see that change through. And that's, I think, the 
I remember um, in a speech to, I think like young journalists or like, like young people, President Obama had said something along the lines of like, you, you guys have the toughest challenge because you're living in a, in a time where you're, you know, like everything is, is basically built to distract you and to, it's like you, you, you have, you have to stay engaged. And I feel like that's the only other thing I can suggest to people like, you know, as like, a, uh, you, you want to change things like you got to use your votes. You, you really got to get out there. You got to, you got to use the system to your advantage. Vote, vote everywhere and, you can, not, not just and, the federal and, government. And to report when things get weird or if you feel like, you know, somebody or, or you yourself have experienced like somebody, uh, stopping you at the polls or preventing you from getting the poll, getting to the polls, like. I'm I'm all for the universal mail-in voting. I feel like we should have been doing it years ago anyways. I've done absentee voting. It's super easy. It's easy for them too. Mm-hmm. Just like a prepaid envelope and you we drop just... it in and Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We we need a post office to do that, which apparently our president is also trying to let, you know, fall by the wayside. So we need that. We need that post office. So again, we end, it, oh, to all of our international right. listeners, if you stuck through this whole rant on our 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 country, mm-hmm. we appreciate you. Please save us. Send <laughs> help. Send, send cookies. I don't know. <laughs> no, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll need the help of the international community, but this is something. These are our growing pains, and we have to figure it out. Yeah, but we can do it. Anything worth doing is going to be tough, but we can do it. Thought you were going to quote a movie for some uh, first. <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> All right, with your spirit. I thought you were quoting Lord of the Rings and Sam. Sam, for some reason. Anything worth fighting for, Mister Frodo? Something, <laughs> right? The end of Two Towers. Yeah, that speech never really landed for me. Oh, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of darkness out there, but everything's worth fighting for, Paul. I like Aragorn's speech instead. And I think that one is a better one. And that kind of like summarizes what we're going up against. What can men do against such hatred? Ride out with me. Ride out and meet them for death and glory. For Rohan? I'm waiting for you to chime in here. I'm like, what's going on? I don't know the rest of the line. I'm sorry. Yes. Yay. Yes. I will. I will. I will help you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Paul, I appreciate We're you. We're in it together. Yes. All no, right. definitely. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our, what, venting, ranting. Um, our, li- our little talk here. Our little we'll talk. We'll be back by regularly we, scheduled we... programming next week. Yeah, with Disney movies, right? <laughs> Maybe we'll be in a better mood to talk about our favorite animated <laughs> Disney movies next week. But uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Thanks. Thank but you, everybody. Stay safe. Yeah. Uh, stay healthy and just listen, right? Yes, listen to each other. Don't be afraid to get your voice out there, too. But all right, this has been playing favorites first video podcast. And if you're listening to it, hey, there's a video involved. You should go check it out. You can see what we look like. <laughs> well, this has been playing favorites. I'm Paul and I'm Justin. Let's do it again sometime, but not like this. <laughs>